A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Cam Edwards, your host. Glad you've joined us on the program today. And uh, boy, it is a busy one. I'm actually uh, taking a quick break from watching the confirmation hearing of David Chipman, uh, Joe Biden's ATF nominee, so that we can uh, record this broadcast and bring you some news of the uh, confirmation hearing, which kicked off around uh, 10 o'clock this morning, and it has become uh, quickly apparent, by the way, that Democrats trying to shield David Chipman as much as possible uh, from questioning by Republicans. They have packed this nomination or this uh, confirmation hearing uh, with four other nominees for uh, judgeships, for an assistant attorney general's position, for the uh, head of uh, citizenship and immigration services, uh, and they're doing so to cut down on the number of questions that will be directed at David Chipman. There are five nominees there. And each senator basically gets five minutes to ask questions of the nominees, of all of the nominees. So you can focus on David Chipman, and then you're not asking questions to, uh, you know, the person who's going to be heading up immigration services or the head of drug enforcement or a U.S. attorney or an assistant attorney general or a, a federal judge. Uh, or you can ask those folks questions, and then David Chipman doesn't get the uh, the grilling that he deserves. Uh, Senator Dick Durbin, who's the chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee, even obliquely acknowledged this in his opening remarks, saying, uh, boy, I wish I could spend five minutes with uh, each and every one of you, but, you know, we're trying to condense this as much as possible. And we know exactly why Dick Durbin and Democrats are trying to uh, condense this hearing as much as possible, because David Chipman has a long record of making very anti-gun and anti-Second Amendment statements, and they're trying to limit the damage that, uh, you know, Republicans can do to uh, Chipman's confirmation chances by limiting the number of questions that can be asked. Uh, that did not stop, however, Republicans from addressing uh, some of uh, Chipman's remarks. Senator Mike Lee, for example, uh, brought up a, a couple of uh, questions and uh, statements that David Chipman had made, uh, including a statement uh, that he said earlier this year. Actually, this is April of last year. Uh, where David Chipman was talking with Cheddar News about first-time gun owners. Uh, and as Mike Lee said, you openly mocked these first-time gun owners, saying that they were more like Tiger King uh, and advising them to, quote, hide their gun behind the cans of tuna and beef jerky and only bring them out, quote, if these zombies start to appear. Senator Lee called it an utterly condescending point of view from somebody who would be heading up the ATF. Uh, and he noted that uh, the National Shooting Sports Foundation uh, has reported, uh, you know, large increases in the number of black gun owners, Hispanic gun owners, Asian American gun owners, uh, women owning guns. And he wondered why insult so many of your fellow Americans with a condescending statement like this. And uh, Chipman said, well, I was misunderstood. I was taken out of context. That was his response. I was taken out of context. He actually said uh, this was a lengthy interview and I was trying to use uh, self-depreciating humor and he said that the person uh, storing the guns behind the beef jerky and the tuna, he said, that was me who I was talking about, which doesn't pass the smell test at all uh, because he's not a first time gun owner. Again, the question was specifically about those buying guns for the very first time and the increase in gun sales. So it makes no sense for David Chipman, who, by the way, in that quote, never said, oh, by the way, I'm talking about me, to, to claim that he was talking about himself. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't pass the smell test. He was talking about those 8.5 million Americans who purchased a gun for the first time last year. He's not among that group. And he was ridiculing them for purchasing a gun 
uh, during the COVID lockdown. What are you afraid of, Americans? The zombie invasion? That was his attitude. And now Chibnall is trying to weasel out of his comments last year because it does demonstrate his contempt for those who would exercise their right to keep and bear arms. Senator Mike Lee also asked uh, David Shipman about a comment he made regarding the Hearing Protection Act. This is a, a bill that uh, Senator Lee had sponsored that would have uh, taken suppressors off of the National Firearms Act. You would not have had to pay a $200 tax stamp in order to buy one of these uh, items. You would not have to register them with the federal government in order to purchase one of these fire or one of these uh, suppressors. And David Shipman's comment uh, to a Utah media outlet was the only people that benefit from this bill are gun lobbyists and criminals who want easier access to deadly weapons. The only people who could benefit from the Hearing Protection Act, gun lobbyists and violent criminals. And so Senator Lee asked uh, David Chipman, all right, was that statement taken out of context as well? And David Chipman tried to weasel out of this too, say, well, you know, look, I, 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 silencers have been regulated since the 1930s. I disagree with taking silencers off of the NFA. And Mike Lee said, yeah, that's readily apparent, but that's not the question I asked. Was your statement about the only people benefiting from this legislation being gun lobbyists and violent criminals taken out of context. And he said, you know, I, my belief is that those who want to buy silencers to protect their hearing, they can do that. What I was addressing, he said, was making it easier for criminals to use silencers. No, that's not what he was addressing. Again, what he was saying is that the only people who wanted to see the Hearing Protection Act passed were gun lobbyists and violent criminals, as opposed to people who don't want or maybe can't afford an extra $200 on top of that suppressor themselves, who think it is unreasonable to jump through all of the hoops and hurdles, wait for months on end, register these suppressors with the federal government for an item that, frankly, doesn't silence the sound of a gunshot, but simply lowers the decibel level so that it doesn't cause permanent hearing loss. And frankly, if you really want to protect your ears while you're shooting, a suppressor and Earplugs or earmuffs are the best way to go. But again, David Chipman trying to weasel out of his past words and his past experiences, his uh, near decade long uh, experience as a paid gun control activist and gun control lobbyist working for Mayors Against Illegal uh, Firearms, uh, or excuse me, Mayors Against Illegal Guns. That's uh, Michael Bloomberg's group. Uh, later, Americans for Responsible Solutions, which morphed into Giffords, the gun control group in which he served as a, a senior advisor. Uh, right. I mean, I guess he's still there at Giffords. He hasn't left his job as far as I know, but he was there at Giffords when uh, Joe Biden nominated him to run the uh, Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives. So what happens after this hearing is over? It still has to go. David Chimmons confirmation vote is not going to happen today. The Senate Judiciary Committee will vote on whether or not to uh, recommend approval or uh, denial uh, of his confirmation. And I expect that that vote is going to be split along party lines. I, I think it's going to be, I believe it's a 10-10 split there on the Senate Judiciary Committee. I expect that's what the vote is going to be. Uh, the real question is what happens when David Chipman's nomination gets to the floor of the Senate. Right now, there appear to be four senators uh, that are really the, 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 the deal makers here. On the Democratic side of the aisle, you've got uh, Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema, who have not publicly come out and backed. Uh, David Chipman, but the thinking is, unless uh, Chipman, you know, vomits all over himself during the uh, committee hearing, 
uh, that they're likely to come out and uh, and support his nomination. There are other uh, two Republicans as well, Senator Susan Collins of Maine and Senator Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, uh, who are also apparently kind of wavering and are uh, unsure if they're going to uh, vote to confirm him, you know, give 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 Biden his nominees or if they will hear something that uh, they find so objectionable that they would have to uh, oppose David Chipman's nomination. Frankly, the reasons why senators should be opposing David Chipman have nothing to do with what he will say during the limited amount of questioning that he's going to receive today. It has everything to do with the years that he has spent as a gun control activist and his hostility towards the right to keep and bear arms that he would bring to the job of ATF director. The job of the director of the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives is not to wage war against the firearms industry. It is not to try to turn as many legal American gun owners into po- as possible into criminals. It is to ensure that the rules and the regulations that are in place are followed. Unfortunately, what we've seen from this administration and what we are seeing from Joe Biden's ATF nominee is an attempt to expand the mission of the ATF, to broaden the definition of what a firearm even is. To encompass things that are not firearms, to encompass things that could be turned eventually, maybe sometime one day into a gun and to try to regulate those arms or those items and those who own them. Right. By broadening the definition of what a firearm is, you also broaden the potential for prosecuting people who might possess something that could one day become a firearm. And frankly, this should be concerning not only for the Republicans in the Senate. But it should be concerning for those Democrats who complain about over-policing, who complain about mass incarceration, who complain about the systemic racism that is found in law enforcement. Because guess what's going to happen with David Chipman in charge of the ATF? You are going to expand the power of police. You are going to expand the number of prosecutions for nonviolent offenses. David Chipman talked a lot about prosecuting people who lied on federal background check forms. They tried to buy a gun. They said they weren't a felon. They didn't, and, and so we should go after these folks. The only problem with that is most of the individuals who fail a background check don't know they're lying. They don't know that they're a prohibited person. These aren't individuals who are, yeah, I want to go out and commit an armed robbery and I know I'm a felon, but I'm going to go try to buy a gun anyway. That makes no damn sense. Paper in uh, Erie, Pennsylvania actually did a really good series on those who were prosecuted. Uh, for lying on a background check. And what they found is that the vast majority of them, again, had no idea that they were prohibited persons. There was one individual in particular, I remember, who had won a gun at an auction. And he wasn't sure if he was prohibited or not. He he had a couple of DUIs in his past. He's like, I, I, I don't know if I'm actually eligible to buy this gun. And the auctioneer said, well, you know what, man, just fill out the background check form. If you fail, you fail. And then you know. And if you pass, you pass. And then you know. And he filled out the form, and he failed, and then he got prosecuted, facing five years in a federal prison as a result. Because there is no way for you or me or anyone else to actually put ourselves through the NIC system to see if we're prohibited or not. You just got to roll the dice. And David Chipman says, well, look, if people roll the dice and they fail, the consequence shouldn't be, okay, well, now you know that you're prohibited. You can't uh, buy a firearm. The consequence should be putting them in prison for five years. In fact, Mike Lee pointed out statements by David Chipman uh, that suggested that Chipman would be fine with arresting people before they even committed a crime. Although Chipman tried to explain that away by saying, well, no, what I was talking about is, you know, if you arrest these people for lying on a background check, then you might prevent them from committing a violent crime in the future. So it's not exactly the same as arresting people before a crime is committed. 
I mean, this is the type of nonsense that we are hearing from a Biden's ATF nominee. And it would be funny if it weren't so scary. Again, whether you are a Second Amendment supporter or someone on the left who hates guns but hates the police a little bit more, there is every reason to object to David Chipman's nomination. Well, again, whether you're a Second Amendment supporter or somebody who doesn't really like guns but uh, believes in reimagining the police, David Chipman is going to take you take this country and take the ATF in the wrong direction. This should be a moment, by the way, of rare bipartisanship in Washington, D.C., where Republicans and Democrats can get together and agree David Chipman is the wrong choice to head up the agency. I am not convinced. In fact, I'm not even all that hopeful that that is going to be the case. All right, let's turn our attention to today's Armed Citizen story, our good deed of the day, and our uh, recidivist report. We will start there, actually, with a uh, case out of, where is this, uh, Walterboro, South Carolina, where a, a person has been arrested in a shooting outside of an apartment complex uh, there in uh, Walterboro, South Carolina, left one person dead. 21-year-old Justin Cole Carroll arrested following the death of Denasia Holloway Epps on Saturday night. Uh, when officers arrived on the scene, they found a silver sedan with apparent bullet holes located Epps inside of her vehicle. And according to authorities, Mr. Carroll has had, quote, multiple interactions with law enforcement. He's 21 years of age. Um, he was previously charged by Charleston, South Carolina police in October of 2016 with five counts of attempted murder, to which he later pleaded guilty to a single lesser charge of first-degree assault and battery. And he got eight years probation in April of 2017. Five years, five attempted murder counts, pled down to one first-degree assault and battery. He gets probation, no, no prison time whatsoever. About a year later, May of 2018, his probation is revoked because he's not abiding by those terms, and he is sentenced to three years in prison. Uh, that came after an April 2018 arrest by the Charleston County Sheriff's Office. He was charged with three counts of unlawful carrying of a pistol, uh, one count of possession of a controlled substance with intent to distribute. He later pleaded guilty to uh, all three gun charges with a lesser charge of possession of a controlled substance first offense. Guilty pleas didn't mean much since uh, he spent less than three years behind bars on January 13th of this year. Water, uh, Walterboro police arrested him on charges of first-degree domestic violence as well as possession of a firearm by a felon. He was released on uh, $10,500 bond just a few days later. And again, here we are less than six months later. And uh, Mr. Carroll now charged with first-degree murder. So every time that the system has had a chance to send a serious message and deliver serious consequences to Justin Cole Carroll of Walterboro, South Carolina, the system has refused to do so. But in South Carolina, what were Democrats complaining about this year? Oh, I can't believe they're going to pass an open carry with training bill. I can't believe they're going to let people have a concealed carry license also choose to openly carry. That's going to lead to more violent crime. Baloney. You know what's going to lead to more violent crime? When people like Mr. Carroll are able to get away with their violent crimes. That's what leads to more violent crimes. Not making it easier for responsible gun owners, law-abiding citizens to exercise their right to keep and bear arms. Speaking of those responsible gun owners and law-abiding citizens, let's talk about an uh, armed citizen story out of Mexico, Missouri, where a, a man was injured after shooting at a home only to find the uh, resident was also armed as well. Uh, an investigation indicated that a uh, 30-year-old Mexico man was threatening residents of a home several times that day, but he would always leave before police arrived. Yeah. Because, again, as much as the police might want to be able to get there instantly, 
Not always possible. Uh, After one of the residents, however, shot back at the man during one of his repeated trips to the home, the uh, 30-year-old drove from the scene, crashed his car nearby. Following these events, he walked to a nearby home and was driven to a local hospital uh, before uh, he received treatment. The uh, investigation is continuing, but this would appear to be a uh, pretty clear-cut case of self-defense. And, I, I, you know, I'd love to say that uh, there are going to be serious consequences for this guy who was shooting at a house, but I, I, I kind of doubt it, quite honestly. Um, not only did the police, you know, not were unable to get there in time, but I think the uh, criminal justice system in uh, Missouri is likely to end up offering this guy a plea bargain. And I would not be surprised if he gets probation. Never does a day in jail for trying to shoot up a home. Finally today, our uh, good deed of the day, Austin, Texas, where uh, police and firefighters in the right place at the right time were unable to do the right thing to uh, rescue a man from a burning vehicle. Uh, Two Austin police officers, Chandler Carrera and Eddie Panetta, sprung into action to uh, save the man's life. They arrived at the scene just before fire crews did, and uh, they were able to extricate this guy who was stuck in a truck. He suffered a medical emergency at the time that he was backed into a parking spot. Uh, The truck was in park. But his foot was still on the accelerator, so the tires started spinning, and that's what actually started the fire. The guy was actually unable to move his foot off of the gas pedal. So it's actually the burning rubber that ignited, and then the car was engulfed in flames. Officers Carrera and Pineda smashed the uh, window to open the door, get the man out of the truck before it was completely engulfed in flames. Uh, that gentleman did suffer potentially life-threatening smoke inhalation injuries, was taken to a local hospital in addition to the medical emergency that he suffered. Uh, we don't have any word on his condition at the moment, but uh, we do know that, again, those uh, Austin police officers uh, at least gave that individual the opportunity to live. I hope that he is able to recover from the injuries that he received. But uh, Chandler Carrera, Eddie Pineda, in the right place at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing. We thank you very much for your very good deed. And we thank you for joining us here on Bearing Arms Cam and Company. As always, uh, by the way, don't forget, you know, we're talking about the uh, confirmation hearing of David Chipman today. The threats to our right to keep and bear arms are real. Uh, and we know that the Biden administration would love to weaponize the ATF. We were actually talking about this with the Second Amendment Foundation's Alan Gottlieb on uh, yesterday's program. And I want to encourage you to become a part of the Second Amendment Foundation and really, you know, step up your activism and your involvement in defense of our Second Amendment rights. It's very easy to do so. All you have to do is text JOIN SAF to 474747. Again, that's JOIN SAF to 474747. You can become a Second Amendment first responder. This is part of the grassroots army that uh, the Second Amendment Foundation is building all around the country to quickly respond to uh, you know, anti-gun legislation at the state level, at the federal level, but also to help support litigation challenging gun control laws when they get put in place. In the case of these new proposed rules by the ATF, Alan Gottlieb says the SAF attorneys are already looking at these regs and uh, uh, could very well file suit uh, once these regs go into place, if they are actually put into effect. Again, we we can't just sit on the couch right now. We can't just even, you know, complain on social media about what's going on. We have to be involved. We have to be engaged. And one of the best ways to do that is to be a Second Amendment first responder. So, again, text JOIN SAF to 474747 and become a Second Amendment first responder today.
All right, we will be back with more of the latest Second Amendment information on tomorrow's edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. In the meantime, uh, don't forget, you can become a VIP subscriber to Bearing Arms. Just go to bearingarms.com slash subscribe. Use the promo code GUNS to get 25% off of your VIP membership. You can also uh, subscribe to Town Hall Media on YouTube, Bearing Arms Cam and Company on Rumble.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Try to make it as easy to find this program as possible. Thank you so much for being a part of it today. Until we talk again, be well, be safe, and be free.